Assalamualaikum. Sup, Omar? Wow, Sam, how are you, bro? Outside G. <laughs> now working yeah. today, bro. Two, two Mondays in a row. No, I actually have Mondays off. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, because um, at the airport, we don't have like regular nine to fives. Um, so the way they have it is we get the bid on schedules. So this is what I got. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. From the law. Yeah, I'm hoping next next bid that we get, I, I get Mondays too, because I sometimes I have to work really late and I, you know, I don't want to have to miss the class. Yeah. Do you you work right. on the weekends then? Go ahead, bro. Oh, so you work weekends then? Did my internet just tweet? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear this one. Oh, okay. Like is on. What's up, man? How's it going? How you doing? <laughs> I'm Sorry, my bad. My internet tweet. No We should do a in-person one soon and chill afterwards. Yeah, for sure, man. I think uh, we should definitely talk to him about it. Haven't seen y'all in a minute. <sighs> yeah, I was um, sending him a message. That's all we can, can you hear me? Like some, yeah. We can uh, hear okay, perfect, perfect. And then... You might have already done it, but I'm going to ask you to add the, the chat or the, yep. the Uthafro. I just put in the Uthafro link. Excellent. And let me just pull this up. I was going to send you a, a message. I didn't finish uh, typing it up, but I, I'm addressing you as Professor Muzaffrat, Muzaffratis. What? <laughs> I'm trying to combine your, your last name with Socrates. <laughs> Mozofrates. I mean, it's better than Mozo. You know. Oh, you think Mozo is their version of Plato? I guess. I don't, I don't know where Mozo is. He's more Play-Doh. Yeah. All right, here we are. Okay. We have a, a couple of people coming in late, just FYI. So um, Shazan and Ali are probably coming a little bit late. So. This is probably the earliest that I've been here. So I'm gonna, is, uh, the class right before this is we usually push the boundaries in terms of time. Okay. All right, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nahmaduhu anusalli ala rasulihi al-Kareem amma ba'd. We express our praise and gratitude to Allah Ta'ala and we seek blessings on the Prophet, peace be upon him. Uh, do you remember where we stopped? I want to say it's Socrates says, no doubt, Euthyphro, but you would admit that there are many other pious acts. I think that's where we are. 
or we can just start there. You see where I'm talking about? Yeah, I see the line. I don't remember exactly where we left off. Okay, okay, inshallah. Not a problem. Sorry, I don't remember either. I think we were like uh, right where he was talking about, he ended talking about Zeus and his father. And then Socrates is saying, may not this be the reason. Okay, so we can do yeah. yes, he's done things more wonderful. No, I think the, the may not be is like the line we, the, right before. It was oh, that's ended, where so. we are. Got it, got it, yeah. got it. Okay. Okay, that sounds good. And let me just set up my screen here so you all can see it nicely. Oh, Isa, cut your hair. Oh, I go. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't looking too good, so okay. time to restart. <laughs> restart. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> I've been restarting. <clears throat> all right can you see my screen okay yeah so let's see who should be socrates and youth for this time how about uh omar are you able to talk mm -hmm. yeah uh omar why don't you be socrates and then let's see uh fezan why don't you be youth fro cool. uh, one of your minions was just here a few minutes ago uh aman Rakhani was just here. Nice. He's like, I talked to Fizan Bhai. Yeah. I got to spend time with his older brother actually this weekend, which uh yeah. sorry. Oh, okay, okay. All righty. So the Socratization. Uh 10, 24. All right, let's do it. All right. Uh, so for may not this be the reason, Euthyphro. Uh, that's where I'm going to start. Uh, may not this be the reason, Euthyphro, why I am charged with impiety that I cannot away with these stories about the gods. And therefore, I suppose that people think me wrong. But as you are... As you who are well informed about them approve of them, I cannot do better than assent to your superior wisdom. What else can I say, confessing as I do, that I know nothing about them? Tell me, for the love of Zeus, whether you really believe that they are true. Okay, so, so think of what the analogies would be in our community conversations. That Socrates is basically saying look, I don't buy these stories about the gods. Do you believe them? What do you think would be some something analogous in our community? Uh, you know, people who are, um, they only believe in the Quran and not the Hadith tradition. Oh, totally. Like, it's a common scenario where I go to a wedding. Like, part of the reason when I'm officiating a wedding, I usually run out as fast as I possibly can. Uh, one is one reason, and this is probably a dumb reason for me to leave is that, you know, people want me to solve all their life problems. Right. But another reason 
is because there's always that group of uncles that are graduates. They have PhDs from WhatsApp University. And, and they will want me to hear their pontification about, about life, about belief, and all that stuff. And I'm uh, uh, an example of this I'm thinking of is a wedding that I went to a couple of months ago. This Okay, when I'm saying uncle, when you're thinking uncle, what age group are you thinking? Your, your peers. So I'm saying basically like 80 years old. Okay. So you guys might be thinking grandpa or something. So these guys are 70 years old, 80 years old. And they'll sit down and you can just tell in the pose. They're like, I have to tell you the truth about life, right? And like one uncle told me about some book called the, the Villains of Islam. I don't remember if we talked about it in this class before, but basically it's, he, was, he said, you can get it on Amazon, but it looked like, like a barely a Microsoft Word document arguing about how hadith are not just false, but are ridiculous. And the method is always the same. It's like, here's one hadith narration. Here's another hadith narration. Therefore, all of them are ridiculous. Okay. And sometimes it's a limit of their own imagination. Okay. But, you know, I'm thinking of this one case with this uncle. And he's giving me, he's talking at like 100 miles an hour. But all these problems with the ulama and this and that. And Maghrib time comes and he doesn't pray. Right? I'll assume, I'm not going to tell you who he is, but I'll assume maybe he prayed separately somewhere else in the hotel. Not with all the rest of us who are praying. But, yeah, uh, I'd say the disbelief in hadith, uh, by and large, would be an analogy. What else? What else might be? Um, perhaps... Uh believing that the stories in the Quran are not literal? Yes, exactly. That we don't hear this as much, but it's definitely a common thing that people don't buy into the literalness of the stories. So the Quran says the, oh, the water split into two mountains of water. And that, or the virgin birth of, of Maryam, of Isa alayhi salam. Um, or the easiest one is the story of the, the people of the Sabbath, right? Were they turned into pigs and monkeys or no? And so that is also a, a very common point about which people are not as vocal, that they don't take these stories literally. A third can be the belief in things like black magic. So on the one hand, there are those people who explain everything by way of jinn. So this is a jinn. I had a student who raised this point about how in quantum mechanics, if you let atoms fly, they, they, they just move along. But if you add a camera, then the atoms, the, the, the quarks, it might not be the atoms, actually change direction if you had a camera. Anybody familiar with what I'm talking about? It's an actual thing with a, like a test with a name. And the student suggested it was jinns. So that's one part of our community where jinns explain everything. But then the other part of our community says, no, these aren't real. That black magic is bogus. Okay. And who said that? No, nope, it's all fake. Okay. So that would be the analogy in our community. All right, let us continue. Euthyphro. Yes, Socrates, and things more wonderful still, of which the world is in ignorance. Mm -hmm. 
So Euthyphro believes the whole story, all these stories, and things even more. What would be responses that you would give to someone who suggests that the stories in the Quran are, are not literal? What do you think? How would you answer those questions? Could you repeat that one more time, please? So basically, let's say, you know, somebody comes along, looks like me, you know, modern, and they uh, they say, you know, I don't think those stories are real. I think they are a metaphor for lessons. Like, do you think the water, you know, separated like that? You know, do you think... Bison. Oh, turn it off, Michelle. Do you think those people were turned into pigs? So, how do you respond? Or do you think the night journey is real? Mm, is it, I mean, I think one thing you could say is, isn't that isn't that what the isn't that how the um, <clears throat> excuse me the the Quraysh responded to the Prophet right? Um, about certain aspects of his experience and, you know, that you brought up the night journey that they were like, how, you know, how is this possible? Um, uh -huh. there, there's that, that famous, uh, I remember that scene in the message when they, they're making fun of it, you know, that, you know, somehow you went to Jerusalem and then above the moon, et cetera, et cetera. Uh -huh. And so like the way sort of, <clears throat> we don't have anything from our tradition that sort of, that implies that, you okay. know, what was Abu Bakr's response? That if if the, that's what the prophet says, that I believe him. That was his first response before they even said anything about the night journey. If he said it, then it's true. So what is it? And then they explain the night journey. And then what did he say? Oh, I forget that part. He said, um, I believe in something that's even more, you know, like more grand than this. I believe that he received revelation from yeah. an angel. Uh, I don't remember the exact wording. Though. Yeah, the wording the wording varies. So one wording is that, that the Quran is more amazing than this. Or that I believe these words are coming to him from the sky. And that's even more and more astonishing. So one way to argue this is that if we are already believing in Allah and angels, then it's not far-fetched to believe in the possibility of these things. From just a simply simple logical argument. The fact that I believe in angels doesn't mean that the story of Musa salam, and the water and all these other stories are true. But the fact that I believe in those things means my belief in this is not as preposterous. Simple logical argument that if I believe in that, then I might as well. It's not a big issue for me to believe in this. Then another issue is, is that that is the overwhelming majority community uh, opinion. So did the people of the Sabbath uh, get turned into apes and swine? There you find a lot more divergence of opinion. Splitting of the sea seems to be nearly unanimous opinion that it was a literal event. Okay. And so the fact that most of the ummah believes it is a sound reason to take it as true. So, now, not a proof, 
but it's something reliable. But then another point is simply that it's not uh, an article of faith to take it as true. It is an article of faith to take the word of Allah as true. The meaning, however, might be uh, might have divergent opinions. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm an academic, and I take the splitting of the sea as a real event in history. Okay, and so Yutafro is saying, I believe in even more wonderful things, of which the world is in ignorance. Socrates. At the top, or you're on, you're mute. on mute. Give me a second. I lost my place on the article. Oh, can you see it on my screen? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And do you really believe that the gods fought with one another, had dire quarrels, battles, and the like, as the poets say, and as you may see represented in the works of great artists? The temples are full of them, and notably the robe of Athena which is carried up to the Acropolis at the great Panathenia, is embroidered with them. Are all these tales of the gods true, Euthyphro? Okay. This is another thing that you'll find very common, that people will disagree with the behavior assigned to the prophets, peace be upon them. So we don't believe that Noah, peace be upon him, got drunk, right? We don't believe that David uh, had, you know, uh, affairs, I would be love for all those things, right? We don't believe that Suleiman salam worshiped his wife. Yeah. Those things we don't believe. Nevertheless, what do you think? Yusuf salam, when the wife of the Aziz is trying to seduce him, was Yusuf salam tempted? Might have been. Hazan. Uh, yeah, I think it depends how you define tempted. Because, mm -hmm. like, there's certain feelings and things in the human heart that you can't, like, they just occur. So mm -hmm. I think it just depends on what tempted means. All right. What about the prophet, peace be upon him? Did he like women? Yeah. The In the case of the ayahs on... How many women a man can marry? That's four. But what are the ayahs about the Prophet, peace be upon him? Allah is now stopping him. Yeah. This is enough. Yeah. Meaning, on these very base things, the Prophet, peace be upon him, had an enormous appetite. And that was the Prophet. Yeah. And so that was not a bad sign of the prophet peace be upon him but a lot of people resist these human aspects of the prophet peace be upon him which in some ways it's fine because they keep a reverence of the prophet peace be upon him but some ways it's not fine because they're avoiding things that are real similarly you know we find that in our community we will sanctify the sahaba like, we should definitely speak of the Sahaba with respect and reverence, right? But when you go through the Hadith, you'd be surprised how many times Abu Bakr and Umar butt heads with each other, right? And they're the super of the super Sahabas and such. And so, so the point being that if we have an analogy to something like this, it's the human aspects 
of, of the prophet himself, peace be upon him, the previous prophets, and then the Sahaba themselves. That it's a modern phenomenon to sanctify them to the point that they're almost inhuman. And usually the people who do that, they're not familiar with, for example, the Ridda Wars. Someone tell us about the Ridda Wars. I think we might have mentioned them briefly last week or two weeks ago. Anybody? Couple bullet points. Are those the wars immediately following the deaths of the Prophet when uh, certain tribes said they would not pay zakat anymore and that they um, basically were not going to be Muslim anymore? Or yeah. we're going to pick and choose parts of Islam? Yeah. And so when we often imagine the Sahaba, the way we often teach it is that the moment they became Muslim, it's like it's almost like their clothes had suddenly <laughs> turned white and they became super pure. Now, if that's the reverence we have for them, for alhamdulillah, that's that's a good thing. But the point is that, as is the case with a modern convert, they had to go through the transformation. And so in the last six months, you have 150,000 people becoming Muslim. They're not suddenly going to become super Muslims. And so it is not a surprise then that after the Prophet's death, peace be upon him, Many of, the, many of those people, many of those Sahabas said we're not paying the, uh, the zakat anymore. So, as they saw the winds changing already. Again, what is the point here? That uh, uh, a lot of times we have trouble with embracing how truly human the Prophet peace be upon him was. I mean, perfect as human, but human. Okay, continue. Yes, Socrates. And as, I, and as I was saying, I can tell you, if you would like to hear them, many other things about the gods, which would quite amaze you. Hazan, how many screens do you have? I have three screens. MashaAllah, nice. Anybody here have more than three? So on my computer at home, I have four. One of which is a 60-inch screen I bought from this guy on Facebook. Not on Facebook, on Craigslist for $150. And as I was going, I, I just wondered if I was going to get murdered. But no, it was a real thing. He was going through like a divorce or something. So last time I bought something on Craigslist before that was an Xbox 360 that I bought from this guy in hockey, in a hockey jersey living in his parents' basement. And yes, I was very embarrassed, but I wanted to play Xbox. Anyway, okay. So again, Euthyphro says, okay, I, you know, if you want to hear them, I can tell you even more amazing things about the gods. So you throw like all in in his belief. Right, Socrates. I dare say, and you should tell me them at some other time when I have leisure. But just at present, I would rather hear from you a more precise answer, which you have not given, my friend, to the question, what is piety? When asked, you only replied, doing as you do, charging your father with murder. Yeah, you throw. What I said was true, Socrates. Socrates? No doubt, Euthyphro, but would you, well, you would admit that there are many other pious acts. For sure, there are. Okay. <laughs> Remember that I did not ask you to give me two or three examples of piety, but to explain the general idea which makes all pious things to be pious. Do you not recollect that there was one idea which made the impious impious and the pious pious? I remember. 
tell me what is the nature of this idea, and then I shall have a standard to which I may look, and by which I may measure actions, whether yours or those of anyone else. And then I shall be able to say that such and such an action is pious, and such another is impious. Okay, so before the question we raised was, what are the words we would use as translations of piety? And we said bir, we said taqwa. Did we say anything else? Those are the big ones, but I feel like there's at least one or two other ones. Sorry? Tazkia. Tazkia. Anything else? Okay. So let's even run with them. What you offer to hear from me in class is, okay, put the terminology aside. Using his question, how would you determine if an act is pious or impious? How do you answer that question? I'll give you an example, real world example from two hours ago. So I have a student who decided that she's going to stop drinking coffee. And her argument, one, is that she became very dependent on coffee. And she's saying you should not become dependent on substances. And then on top of that, she realized she was drinking coffee to be in a good mood. And she decided that was not Islamically appropriate. So she said coffee was haram for her. And then I said, well, that's a big word. She said, okay, maybe not haram, but, you know, not a good thing. What do you all think? Pious, impious, why, why not? I think if, I think within the framework she's created for herself, it is pious because she kind of knows what her intent is for doing this thing. And she wants to, you know, she feels that intent is, is bad in the overall scheme of her being a good Muslim. Okay. What would be implicit in her point about being a good Muslim and why she's making these points? So explicit, she felt you should not be dependent upon like substances and such. Maybe that would you infer uh, as absurd as this is, maybe that the coffee is getting between her and uh and God. Yes, yeah, exactly. Right. So thus using a line of reasoning, pious. Yeah. Any other thoughts? Anybody want to disagree? Okay. So give me some principles then. What does that make something pious? What is it that makes something un, uh, impious? Well, actually, I, I think I would disagree um, because, because like with that definition, then you're saying, well, anything can be pious if the person themselves believes that it's bringing them closer to God. Okay. But then there's, you know, like people who have extreme values and it's not just like societal, societal norms. Um, so I, I, I believe that piety would have to be like a societal norm and like defined by society. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, but I mean, like there's a lot of societal norms here that we would consider impious. They're deformed by, you know, that are uh, informed by our society. You what know, mean example? Drinking, drinking, you know. Shut up. Um, right. Extramarital affairs, et cetera. These are all informed and accepted by society i mean i understand the point i think i, well, I guess what i should have clarified what i meant to say was uh 
her sort of piety obviously is within the framework of you know the sort of the the ethical guidelines of the dean right so if you know she believes that something that's like i don't know maybe uh if she isn't drunk that she isn't close to god you know obviously within our framework that's not a good look and we wouldn't say that's pious but i so i think i'm i'm just speaking within the ethical framework of, of islam you know she's not doing anything that's you know haram from the jump or like you know bad from the jump and so if she's staying away from it because she feels like it's affecting her connection with god i think that's a pious intention on her part mm-hmm. so rahim what would you say about about the the coffee example pious or impious why or why not well i i guess i would say impious because i i don't really see anything pious about it um that doesn't mean it's wrong i just don't think it's pious okay so you're saying it's not pious but are you also saying it's not necessarily impious as well yeah it's like it's like a neutral thing it doesn't affect either and your thoughts either of the example or give us some principles i well isn't it piety you can define it as someone who is trying to get closer to god or someone who's doing righteous actions so someone who might be drinking for example like they are trying to stop and they're instead of drinking every day they're drinking less than you know like they're trying to stop wouldn't that be considered pious then even though the act is not pious but like their intention is to stop for example so then you're saying the restraint is pious right so wouldn't like is it's like hard to tell it's based off everyone's intention right wouldn't that be i don't it's like a gray area but for me it's just the intention okay i think it goes back to the coffee example as well you know what uh omer said as well right like she feels as though her restraining herself from drinking coffee is making her closer to god isn't that a like a good intention and a pious intention to have you know i think that's a pious thing to do if you Mm -hmm. feel like something is affecting your connection with god and you're trying to improve your connection with god i mean again the reality of it you know we don't we i don't really know i don't i'm not in our heart but if she feels that way i think that's a pious thing for her i mean the context could be that by her drinking coffee she's staying late up at night and she's not able to pray fudger okay. so that could be that in order to uh get rid of that she has to stop drinking coffee even though in a different perspective someone who drinks coffee can wake up for fudger too so it just depends on intention and context so in the in in my example i would say it didn't have any effect on her prayers uh, she does feel that it made her more lively. Uh, but if you saw her, she dresses in hijab, jalabiya. Uh, you know, her. she's very strict about gender interaction. She doesn't even listen to music. Uh, does that change anything? Or does that make everything still, still the same in all your opinions? I mean, me, like, I... Oh. I no, I just also heard the opinion where like people are like, I don't think music is wrong because like they're when they listen to music, there's nothing like in terms of like, I guess like in terms of piety, if you want to define it as uh, piety, like when they're listening to music, there's no bad thoughts. So how is it wrong? Okay. Uh, so that's. Yeah, but she's even saying, no music for me. 
Uh, I mean, for me, like that coffee example, like I think it's fine. I mean, she it's obviously like hurting her in some religious or spiritual effectiveness. So I think it is a vital act, I guess, okay. in that context. So now the example in Christianity or Fezzan, you're about to say something? This is a really tough one to be honest with you because we're, we're always taught like anything that you do for the sake of Allah and it aligns with the Sunnah of the Prophet can be considered a good deed. Okay. This is like something she's going out of her way to abstain from. But she did have like the intention for Allah in there. And mm -hmm. we learned last week, like when you're expecting reward on the other side, then um, I feel like that's one of the tenets of something to be for it to be pious. Yeah. Like, something can be good and wholesome, but it needs that expectation on the other side. Um, but then again, this is not something that's required or anything. So um, I mean, I don't really have a strong opinion, but I, I do find it, it's an interesting problem. Okay. So uh, what about someone becoming uh, a priest in Islam? What do you all think? What do you mean? Could you like Celibate. go into that more? Um, ooh. so that they can serve Allah more. Pious, impious. For me, like I feel like that goes both ways. I don't know. I don't know if I could like pass the judgment on on that. Argue, argue both of them. Argue both ways. I think one way you could say is that it's not it's impious because we are told explicitly to you know get married and to sort of have, engage in halal relations as it were. So from that aspect, it's like hey, you're directly contravening a, a, a directive from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and then by extension, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, we also know of cases historically of people who you know, were, I guess, celibate. Um, and so it's like him having that intention that he feels as though that'll make him, uh, you know, do better works for God. I like, I, I, it's still like, I guess for me, I'm not fully sold on, on, on it, but I can see that I can see it being pious. I don't know. Fezan, you were giving it the big thumbs down. Sman, do you want to say something? I felt like you were, you had your. Oh, Sman, sorry. Sman has strong thoughts about celibacy <laughs> and abstinence. I've known him since high school. So that's your kids. Are. I... <laughs> um, I think you know. I think I think you have to look at the outcome because thinking of piety, I'm thinking about you know, does the means justify the end or the end justify the means? Okay. Right? And thinking of it from that perspective. I feel like you have to really look at the outcome, right? And in, in your example, you know, the guys wants to be a priest to bring people closer to God. Well, what's the outcome, right? He's not Muslim <laughs> anymore. So that's not really piety, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Any other thoughts? I think that uh, acts of piety have to be paired up with intention and uh, like Quran and Sunnah. Okay. So like the some... coffee example wouldn't count. This priest example wouldn't count. But if if it's like abstaining from music, then you know that's maybe something that counts. Or or getting married for the sake of Allah, that's something that that would count. But wait, didn't you say the priest is Muslim though? This guy, like I I thought you said I'm he's saying, just going to be celibate. So so the the hypothetical I'm giving is a guy who's basically being celibate not getting married, 
so that he can focus on ibadah and scholarship. Yeah, so why, what, what, how, is, how did Usman get that he's going to become a non-Muslim at the end of this? No, I thought, I thought he meant like a priest in the Christian sense. Yeah. That's why I I'm using that. the term priest, but essentially he's saying a guy is not getting married so that I'm basically but I think that's the same outcome, though, right? Ahmed ibn Hanbal. So Ahmed ibn Hanbal waited until he was like 40 before he got married because he felt it would be a distraction from scholarship. And then finally he got married. I also, can I also make the point that I know um, Umer brought up the music point, right? Like that, because it's within the Quran and Sunnah, um, it's within that tent, it could be considered pious. But I mean, even on that topic, right? We have, it's a pretty, there's like a pretty strong difference of opinion on, on it being valid or, or not valid. So depending on someone's attention, someone could be pro or anti, it could be potentially good for them in terms of piety, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't, that's what I, I guess that's where I'm at with it. I think a lot of it, of course, again, broad based, like macro level, right? As long as they're not doing something like um, ex- very, uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, very like clear cut haram or halal type of thing, right? Uh, clear cut haram, I should say. As long as they're not engaged in that, I think like a lot of these questions tend to depend. Um, I think uh, like someone someone else mentioned. I'm sorry, not Omer. I keep saying Omer, but like someone else mentioned, more in terms of context and intention than anything else. Okay. Especially if it's a gray area. So, so what about this definition? Piety then is that which is dear to in our context. Piety is that which is dear to Allah. Impiety is that which is not dear to Allah. Does that work for us? Why or why not? I think it does. Because, I mean, for us, we have, as Muslims, we would say that, or we believe, I should say, that we have a pretty good handle on what what Allah likes for us and what he doesn't. So this is the assignment for all of you either in the group chat or bring it forth for next week is give us some impenetrable principles of what is piety or what is impiety. Like two sentences. And try to make it as precise as you can. Got it? Okay, let's stop right here. This is also a good break. Because now uh, Socrates is going to critique it. It's going to be a little bit different than what's of use for us. Because basically he's going to say that the gods all disagree. So how how are we going to come up with this? But um, uh, we'll still figure out ways to make this relevant for us. So your assignment is to come up with a definition of what is it that makes something pious and or what is that makes something impious the more concise the better and then think about how your buddies in this class will refute it so your goal when you hear your classmates definition is to break it got it all righty let me just confirm that we're cool for next monday inshallah i put the assignment in our 
group chat as much as well. Yeah, inshallah. Um, oh, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Gonna have to save Halloween for gin stories. Okay, yeah, we're cool. We're cool, inshallah. All right. Any other questions, thoughts, reflections? Uh, one thing we wanted to float by you, um, and we can talk about this offline as well, is if there's ever a day that you're coming from Loyola, going to Orland. Um, That's every looking day. At Google, looking at Google Maps, um, Ikna Center in like Oak Brook uh, is kind of on the way. Uh, not exactly on the way, but it's only like a 12 not remotely, but keep going. Yeah, <laughs> it's a twelve-minute detour from what I googled. But again, this is just very high level. So we 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 wanted to kind of float the idea of uh, of some Monday us uh, being able to meet in person. We, we have the cool. center, and I, um, I it'll continue. be hard for these weeks because my daughter is here until mid-November. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, I think even for some some Mondays that might be fun. So awesome, cool. I'll send you the address and that way you can look at it ahead of time and we can So the Nixon Center is not the same one we used to do our class way back in the day, right? No, but, but it, it is actually very close to that. It's only like five minutes from there. Oh, um, yeah. It's, what, what's up? Sorry, sorry. I was thinking about the Downton Devon one. Uh, I think he's thinking about the one next to Aldi when we used to have it at that dialysis center. Yeah, 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 exactly. Where like yeah, the whole only, wall was the whiteboard. Yeah, it's only five minutes from there. Um, it's an Oakbrook Terrace. I, I'll send it. It's really, it's really close to IFS. It's like five minutes from IFS. So yeah, it's... Um, probably um, later uh, November. Cool. Maybe even one of the the Mondays after. I think it's the maybe the Monday fourteenth or later. Maybe one of those Mondays we can probably do it. Inshallah. Sounds good. Yeah, and and not everybody will be able to make it, so we'll still have everybody, you know whoever can't make it remote uh, and things like that. But okay. it may be a good way for us to start getting in person. Uh, you know, as 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 it's possible inshallah. yeah totally and then maybe even if you all are up for continuing during break inshallah we can uh meaning loyola winter break uh we can do something that would probably be, uh, be better done in person or something yeah if you have any specific days that you're available we can, i can organize something for for all of us inshallah um be a separate session outside maybe of a regular intensive you know yeah okay cool uh these are all really good ideas but otherwise yeah we are cool inshallah for next monday and so we'll stop here. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Nashhadu wa la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Nashhadu wa la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Nashhadu wa la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk. May Allah tell you all, inshallah. And we'll continue. And at some day, I'll actually upload all these recordings. You know, someday, inshallah. Please, 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 please. We need. I want to review. It's an inshallah that actually means yes, inshallah. But <laughs> it's an inshallah. Okay. All right. Assalamualaikum, guys. Good to see you all. Thanks. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you.